The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. Wilbur Curtis gives you some of the best batch brewers around. They're so consistent. They're insane. You can program them. Your coffee's going to taste better than it ever has. And if you don't want to deal with that, guess what? It comes pre-programmed, so don't even worry about it. Also, this family-owned company has gone full solar, full green, full awesome. You know what that means? That means the sun comes down. They get the power. The power powers the plant where they create the brewers, and those brewers come out to us ready to go. Have you ever heard of a seraphim? Not just an angel, folks. No, folks. That is a tasty, tasty brewer for by-the-cup coffee. Even the coffee nerds can get a nice little shower head, program that thing. You heard of the clover? This is the new new. Seraphim, angel, ring down, happy coffee. Everything is coming together for you. If you hit up Wilbur Curtis and my friend Brent Curtis, who I've seen, who has kids, have seen. Of course, I've seen him. He's a great guy. He helps us out all the time takes his kids to Disneyland we have the best time as well this family-owned company treats people right they do a great job they're becoming the premier place to get your coffee equipment for batch brewing do it to it and if you need a water boiler guess what they have that too okay bye-bye all right y'all hello and welcome to the cat and cloud coffee podcast this is jared truby Shouting it out, part two of the, I guess, two-part series on creating and sustaining an engaging culture. Uh, for y'all who are just tuning in for the first time, I would encourage you to go back and listen to our previous episode, my previous episode. I'm kind of doing a one-off, Sans Chaz Michael Michael Bacas, talking about creating and sustaining an engaging culture. So, a um, little backstory, this was the speech that I gave at the Specialty Coffee, the Global Coffee trade show in Seattle uh, about a month or two ago and uh, there was a there's a big response for me to post the audio but the audio was not going to be uh, sent to me from that recording until late July and so we figured instead of making everybody sit on it I could just fire off a podcast and then Baca is going to fire off a podcast on his which was converting consumers to specialty via roasting um, and anyways it was really fun for y'all who didn't know we packed um some rooms full of people and they listened and it was crazy and we felt really honored but it, more than anything we felt really excited to speak on approachability and the things that we're passionate about in specialty coffee which in our opinion there is um a long way to go so yeah jumping back to the first episode i kind of finished off with talking about training and how much it costs and Again, for those who haven't listened, go back, listen to that, because I'm kind of jumping in midway through a uh, speech. So to sum up, though, we talked a lot about orientation, bringing people on, training, creating and sustaining values in your company. And that is where we left off. And so what I wanted to start with today is talking about how to make it easier to essentially uh, deliver your message all the time. Uh, I think especially coffee suffers from over complicating everything. And uh, Baca shares that feeling as well. We tend to give everybody so much information and make them feel like creating an espresso beverage well is the hardest thing in the world to do. And I'm here to tell you that that is a falsity. There's no truth to that whatsoever. There is truth into making like the best shot of espresso or the best coffee drink in the world. But the, to make a drink, it's like we can, you and we can get you the 80% of the way 
And that 80% feels like a hundred million percent better than typical Starbucks beverages to the especially coffee consumer. So let's start with this. Simplifying everything. So like I said, the last thing we talked about in the previous episode is if you're not engaged or uh, energized by delivering or creating training, then you need to be finding people who are to support you because creating training is insane. And we talked about how, um, you know, basically 25% of people who get hired quit and the other 33% don't work well. They, they don't, um, they don't reach the uh, work quality standards that you would expect for your business. So that's, we're talking like what, 58% of the employees hired in statistics from the allied workforce um, are not doing well. <laughs> and that's not chill. So we talked about making sure that you're, you're really focused on training and through your training that you are reinforcing and sustaining your company values and your vision and you're reinforcing them and you're helping people to learn them and, and grow in them. And then as a leader that you're acting them out day in and day out, because every single day you're telling a story about the things that you value. And if you talk about as a company, all the things that you value, and then you deliver a message personally by your actions that says, actually, we don't value this at all. People can be confused and they will not um, strive to achieve what you set out to do. So simplification, right? Here I am. I'm saying, let's simplify. I believe if we proactively manage the day-to-day -day work experience to make it as hassle-free in as many ways as possible, that our people will be more engaged and they will work better. And here's what I'm getting at with that, or here's what I'm getting at with that. There's only so much that you can keep in your mind. And there's a person in front of you, typically when you're serving coffee or in a coffee shop environment, cafe, restaurant, et cetera, et cetera, service. There's somebody in front of you that you want to interact with, or you'd hope that your guests are interacted with well with, uh, from your employees or team members. And there is espresso recipes, there's cleaning, there's movement, uh, so on and so forth. There's preparation, there's recipes, there's ratios. There's a lot of stuff to think about. I believe, and Chris believes that if you can simplify the workflow and get as much out of the minds of your staff members as possible, things that they don't have to focus on. It'll allow them to focus on the people in front of them and creating the most amazing drinks possible. So some of the things that we do that I think are really helpful is we use Strata AVs and Strata ABRs. Now what that means for maybe some of you who don't know, Strata AVs, you can program the volumetrics. So you can essentially say, this is the amount of fluid that is gonna come out of the espresso machine um, no matter what, and that time frame will change. So, you know, we set our answer specs to between it, it dances between 31 and 33 grams of, of coffee out. And for the truth, it's somewhere, you know, between uh, 40 and 45 grams out. Uh, the truth, we actually have decided to go manual, but I'm still sharing our recipes. We have recipes. And so with the ABR, it's even more specific. It'll turn off at an exact grammage. And we're going to use the ABR um, and at, in, as both of our machines at our new location that's set to open in the next three weeks. But what's cool about that is that's going to be hyper, hyper specific in brewing our by the cup, which we also do through our espresso machines, which some of you have heard. So simplify, we make sure that everybody has a recipe it's curated and we use those machines because they will allow for people to extract the proper amount of coffee. So all my team needs to do is use their Epic Malkunig grinders. And those grinders are really accurate. They need to set the recipe. And that recipe is, you know, for the answer, it's like 19 grams to 19.3 grams in. And it is 
31 to 33 grams out typically and we do it in the high range of time you know 27 plus seconds typically and so all my team has to do is make sure the right amount of coffee is coming out of the grinder and adjust the grind setting and then push the button and break the wrist and walk away we also are a lot what was cool we've set the strata to be able to use one of the buttons as a purge button so they have multiple settings. One of the buttons we just set for one second. So instead of us having to turn on the espresso machine and turn it off every time we purge the group head, we just hit that button and walk away. Uh, we also do something with, with the Pullman chisel. Pullman is a, a tamper company. For the y'all who don't know, we use a lot of their gear. The Pullman chisel allows for us to redistribute our coffee without touching it with our hands. It allows for everybody to learn this weird and awkward moment traditionally it's been really, really hard, this motion, to just teach and make anybody feel comfortable. Everybody right now, take a moment and think back to the first time somebody tried to show you the stock fleff method where they're all, yeah, north, south, east, west, but don't spill too much and like keep it clean and blah, 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 or like the windshield wiper move. And you've all got these things and you're trying to learn how to do them well and it's just all time consuming and awkward. So we take this chisel and we just spin it around once and guess what? You got yourself a level coffee bed. So you don't have to think about that. Like I said, we use the Malkunig Peak grinders, no spillage, hands-free dosing, really, really accurate. There's some other things we do. We have digital screens and kitchen display systems so that there's nonverbal communication. Nobody has to walk around and pass tickets. Nobody has to talk back and forth. We can put everything through a, a digital screen and it shoots it from one place to another. Seems like common knowledge, but I can tell you a lot of companies are still passing tickets and it's gnarly, such a waste of time. Uh, there's something else I kind of believe in. I believe in small spaces small workspaces. I believe that even if we have a huge, huge building to operate out of, that our workspace where the people are physically behind a counter is going to be small. I want them to have to move as little as possible to be able to execute as much as possible. This is going to make us more efficient. It's going to make people feel like they are able to maintain their stations really well. And it's going to allow them to stay focused and not have to think about like, okay, I'm going to run over here 25 steps to start some water boiling and then I'm gonna run over here and rinse this dish in case it got really busy and then I'm gonna run over here and grab some backup milk and start this pour over blah 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 so on and so forth simplify it same thing right we took away the pour over method in that it's not something that somebody sits over and manually does we have pre-programmed our espresso machines we've taught our people how to dose and redistribute and now we can brew a cup of coffee that tastes really, really good in 80 seconds. All in, I'm talking like maybe two minutes tops. Tell me where you can get a pour over that tastes good in two minutes tops. And I want to go there. So simplification, we're diving right in. Simplification is huge. The other part is this, make concepts simple. Again, everything is busy. There's complexity. And, you know, when we, when we have our orientation, we talk about it. There is so much going on in a cafe at any given time there's a bunch of different people who have needs and you want to service these people very very well you want to give them the best guest interaction as possible and it's really important as a leader or an owner or a trainer to empathize with your people this is an overwhelming thing for anybody who wants to do a good job being new in a place where you feel uncomfortable and you're trying to achieve a high quality of work and and remember rules and remember recipes and remember movements and remember where just the tip of your nose is really, you know, like how can we make concepts simple? So something that I came up with for our team, something I really believe in is the case analysis. It's a, it's an experience delivery model. So case it's a, it's an acronym. Everything stands for something. So I believe if our company 
is courtesy. If we're really, really accurate, if we put on the show and we do it in an amazing environment, that we will be successful. So this is something that we deliver in our orientation and you guys are all, you know, able to now hear some of the secrets to Ket and Cloud, but courtesy, accuracy, show and environment, that's case. I believe that if what we do, right, we're courteous and we're accurate in putting on an amazing show and we do it in an amazing environment, an energetic and a fun environment. And that is what we're about. So we take all of the training, we lump it into those buckets and that allows people to kind of self-analyze how they're doing all the time with the person right in front of them. Was I accurate with their order? Was I really courteous to them? Did I put on a good show today? And how is the environment that they are in right now? So here's what I, here's kind of what I mean by this, <laughs> by the way, um, the show here we are, right? You come into a cafe and really you're there partially to be entertained. You might be there just for your coffee and that's that. And that's fine, right? If we're courteous and we're accurate in that place and the environment feels good, that's awesome. But really everything we're doing is like a big show. If, and that's, it has to do with focusing on like common purpose. It has to do with entertainment. It has to do with making sure that you personally are not trying to outshine or put yourself in front of a company vision in the people around you. Have you ever been to a rock show? Oh, rock show. Have you ever been to a rock show, bro? Uh, have you been to a show and the, the band's supposed to be epic and most of them are, but one person is, you know, either playing like messed up on a chord or singing off tune or say you're watching like choreographed dancing and the one person's off. The best in the world can get, can be fully sidebarred. Like all you're going to do is focus on the, the problem. And I believe this is true in our company and in everybody's company. Unfortunately, no matter how amazing two thirds of your staff is, if one third of your staff sucks, everybody only remembers the crappy staff and they come to see only the cool staff. Only the staff they want to see and they get bummed out every time the rest are there. That is not chill. That is actually very, 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 very bad. So that's what I mean about show. Accuracy is, you know, really, really straightforward, right? Delivering a consistent experience. It's all based around accuracy. Accurate orders, passing, accurate recipes, uh, making sure that the things we use don't get, you know, first in, first out for all y'all have heard of that before, making sure nothing expires, making sure that the way and the things that we are speaking to each other with are true and accurate. We make sure that we find facts. We make sure that what we're doing is in line with the company values and vision. I know I'm beating a dead horse with company values and vision, but that is what makes our company. Courtesy, I feel like it's straightforward. If you can't be courteous, you've already lost the battle of service. So whoops-a-daisy. Whoops a daisy, don't do that. And then the environment. Are you promoting a safe environment? Are you in, are you promoting a fun environment, a clean environment, a place that people want to be? How does it feel when you walk in? At the end of the day, if you want to have a successful business, you want to be making people feel something. People will always remember a feeling far more than they will remember your your quality of coffee as a general whole. That's true. 
So when you simplify everything, people feel cared for and will behave differently when you erase those workplace irritations. And I think that's huge. I can tell you for a fact that there are and have been plenty of times in my life, and I'm sure yours, where you're just like, why do we have to make this chocolate from scratch? Or why do we make a simple syrup in-house? Okay, maybe that's an exaggeration. That's a really easy one. But even so, like, why, why do we make a vanilla syrup when people have businesses surrounded around making vanilla syrup? And sure, maybe we are like creating ourselves like a little bit of savings. But is that little bit of savings worth the time your team is invested and worried about creating, like getting this, this syrup done or this chocolate done or you name it. If you can think to yourself in any way, shape or form in your business currently, why in the world do we do this? There's got to be an easier way or there is an easier way I already know and I'm just not allowed to execute it. I would encourage you to bring that to do your legwork, figure out how it's going to help potentially how much either time or money or focus it's going to save and allow in a way that's positive and pitch that to your team because we can allow for our teams to focus on the desired behaviors and the things that actually drive business and drive more people to come in our doors and make them feel awesome. If we do this, I would rather all day, every day buy a straight up, <laughs> whatever I'll, I'll buy Monin syrup and I do organic vanilla Monin syrup all day because that allows my team the extra 10 to 20 minutes that it takes to five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever a day to, to talk to people, to not think about making syrup. They can do other things that are far more important. They can actually worst case scenario, best case scenario. They could just be less stressed and that's fine with me. I want them to be less stressed because our job is to sustain people. Our job is to retain people, people. Our job is to not waste our time and money and their time and bring them into an environment that's not going to be positive for them. So what are some of the things that cat and cloud does? Like why, what do we do to help sustain and retain and why do we do it? And why do we think it's worth it? So we profit share our company shares 10% of the bottom line with all employees based on their hours worked. And we think that that is just a little something that is going to be helpful no matter how big we get. And I think it's something that we care about doing and we love it. The quality of work and trust is going to be showed on the other side of that when we do things like that. And I am just happy to be able to give people a little something, something. It also shows them that if they work really hard and they help us grow our business, that they're getting a return on that. It's not just for me. We offer paid time off. We offer four weeks. You can earn up to four weeks of paid time off as a full-time employee. As a part-time employee, you can earn up to two weeks paid at, at, at intro. So you get your 30-day probation period and then you start accruing that. We want people to be able to take time off. We want people to feel rested. We want them to be able to give, give themselves to working hard when they work for us. And a happy life outside of work an arrested life outside of work will definitely prevent, prevent, promote better quality of work in this workplace in cat and cloud at your place, et cetera, et cetera. So we do that and it's awesome and it helps people to blow off steam and it, it helps them to stress less. I hated having to ask to open then for my two days off in a row and then to close just so I could go out of town 
and not miss out on any money on my paycheck because I needed every last penny to survive. That is not a good feeling. That is a feeling that everybody experiences. And I want to do my best and we want to do our best at Cat and Cloud to help people not feel like that. I hate that feeling and it feels such a like, it just makes me sad. So that's something we do. Uh, we are trying to be as inclusive as possible. So there's no secrets. People can ask us all the questions in the world at our cafe and we'll tell them. We share our financials with the team. We um, are allowing other people to help us project manage things when we don't have the bandwidth to do it all ourselves. It's been really fun to include some of our team who, you know, aren't officially in leadership and haven't gotten the position, but are willing to, you know, take on a project for us and help us move forward. And so shout out to Caroline and Marissa. They just did like a staff, um, not a staff, a community day where we sold some of our old gear. They got a barbecue group together. They got a band together. We did a free espresso. They just crushed it and they did the whole thing. They've gotten us picnic tables. There's just, yeah, I mean, I say picnic tables and you're like, oh, cool. They got a picnic table, but. How many of your staff members can you just holler at and they'll just help you get some stuff done that you will improve a experience for your staff and your customers, your guests? Hopefully you can do that. But if you can't, here's some of the things you can do. Um, I just think it'll, yeah, it brings people in and it helps them feel more part of the team. They get to put stamps on the things we do every single day. And then we got a growth plan. Everybody on our staff knows our vision. I already talked about it in our previous episode. That is currently our vision. We're striving to achieve that. That allows people to know where we're going. It allows them to see where they can fit. And they also know that after we reach that goal, we're able, and if we're able, we will continue to grow and bring them along with us. And I think that's really awesome. Because at the end of the day, Charles, Chris, and I, we just got an SBA loan. We threw all of our cash, money, and life into this. So this is not... This is not stuff that people typically give away with the SBA loan or not with the SBA loan. Private business owners haven't been known to do this. And the ones that do, major shout outs to you guys. I'm so happy that there's companies out there that are interested in taking care of their com uh, their teams. But, you know, we believe in investing now. It's almost just like pay now for retention later. And Lord willing, that, that works for us and the people feel taken care of. But it's a, it's a gamble we're willing to take in putting a lot of cash out now in order to hopefully save cash later and promote like a really, really epic experience. I think authenticity is totally validated by transparency in all the ways we do things. And I hope to see that through. So yeah, that's, a, that's where we're at there. And I want to talk to everybody about X factors. X factors is this, like I was kind of an X factor at, at one of my previous jobs. I was definitely good for the company and I was helpful and I was able to do some, some pretty major things, but for a long time, long, long, long time, <clears throat> four to five years, there was this whole like, well, what do you want to do or what could you do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's two parter. One, there was no leadership thinking about how to utilize my talents and thinking about critically like where where could Jared go, which we all will um, potentially struggle with in our time as leaders. But on the flip side, there was nothing available for me to earn or help or do. And I talked about project management and some of the things we do to help people grow. But there's also another thing like we offer certifications in our company. 
based around courtesy, accuracy, show, and environment. And, and cur- uh, certifications are there so that people can grow without necessarily having to climb a ladder. And certifications are justified by people's ability to train others in specific areas in our company. And these certifications are not attainable by just asking. Certifications are actually something that we nominate people to get. So you cannot receive a certification unless you get a unanimous vote from myself, my management team, and you have to have had anonymous um, votes of confidence from teammates. So for instance, if somebody's interested in earning an accuracy letter of certification, they will have had to express interest. We will have had to have seen them observe. And there's, there's a bunch of, um, there's a bunch of qualifiers in actions. They're printed and there people can read them and see what they have to be doing consistently without being followed up with and coach. Like they need to be emulating accuracy and then they're justified. They get a 50 cent raise and they're justified in that 50 cent raise because they are able to train people how to make espresso. They're able to train somebody how to open and close our drawer and register system. And they're able to train people how to open and close our store in with the expectations that we have set. And for me, that is well worth it to be able to aid my management team in, in putting somebody who has an A certification, excuse me, in a training place. So, there's going to be X factors in your company. And the question in the world will be how in the world can we make sure that we can take care of the X factors, the people that bring people into your company. There are people in your company right now who are at low levels, who are the reason your Saturdays are busy. That person is worth figuring out how to invest in. And you need to be thinking about that. Do not take for granted the quality of that person. Please, 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 please don't do that. And if you have to, give them project management. Make sure you're connecting with them to make sure that they know how to grow. If they're falling short in some areas, make sure that they at least know how to improve. Um, And think about ways to help them earn like other leadership can earn. And that's, that's what I got on X factors. We all have them. It's a hard thing to figure out, but it's something that's worth figuring out. It's a bummer to me to see somebody who's like, Oh, that like one of the worst things that could happen to cat and cloud is it's like, Oh, that person was like the life of cat and cloud. And they left because they couldn't grow or because they didn't feel connected, et cetera, et cetera. That is something that we cannot have happen. And I hope it doesn't happen at any of your companies. There's some other things that will be really helpful as leaders to make sure that we're able to connect and that we're able to be really good at creating and sustaining our cultures. And a lot of it has to do with figuring out what your personal whys are, being able to be self-aware and be able to analyze yourself. And that's hard. It's really, really, really hard to do. And I would ask and suggest that everybody decide for themselves to take multiple personality tests from multiple different styles and figure out what makes you tick your motivations, your delivery, your values, all the things that are personal to you to make you be able to plug yourself into a place that will be life-giving to you. And not only that, allow you to be a good leader. So if you haven't heard of the Enneagram, you should go check out the Enneagram. That's huge. It has to do with motivations and what motivates you and how you react next Y and Z. 
there's a classic Myers Briggs, which you know you can do through the 16 personalities online, et cetera, et cetera. That's the one where you hear, you know, ENTJ, INFJ, et cetera, et cetera. I've said et cetera a lot of times now. For all who are wondering, I was an ENTJ, and my Enneagram is a one nine. Isn't that neat? There's the DISC assessment, which has to do with values and application, and that one is really comprehensive and awesome. Our boy Tony Robbins has worked that one to the core. And there's kind of a quick overview one called How to Fascinate. It's by this lady named Sally Hogshead. And it kind of just takes like a broad overview. It's like, you're interested in innovation and power. Blur, 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 blur. Which is in, um, in order what I am if you were to break everything down into like my general motivations is I'm interested in innovating and creating new things and power, which sounds so intense power, meaning I like leadership and I like to drive, which I do. I just, you know, I love to drive a nice stick shift, take it down to five speeds, turbo Mm-mm. radio spitting summertime. What if I talk like that all the time? Would that be cool? So here's the thing though. I did, a lot of these and do a lot of these and they're really interesting to me, but I did find that I can have a really cold delivery sometimes and that can hurt a personal connection with people. And my motivations aren't necessarily to be cold. My motivations are to accomplish goals and help the everybody, right? If everybody, if the goals get reached, then everybody wins, et cetera, et cetera. But occasionally, I'll miss cues from people and I'll just steamroll forward to accomplish the goal. And that can hurt people. And I've known that about myself now through taking these and I've noticed it. It's been something that I try to work on and pay attention to. Uh, I found out that I, I crave innovation and problem solving. I've, and I value creative expression. I like to lead. I like to think in the big picture. I, I get really, really, really drained by too much monotony or too much creation of, um, training design. I get, I basically get, it's one of those things where unless I'm really, really balanced in my days, I can get burnt out and get really just brain dead. And I need to be able to take alone time to recharge. And that's something I've totally learned. It's been really, really huge. And I would encourage you. And I, I, I do this myself to just make sure that we never stop learning. Like we cannot make the mistake of assuming that we know enough about ourselves, about business, about anything. Like external education is so worth the investment, not only for you, but for your entire team. Uh, I've now taken two classes at the Disney Institute. I've taken my current two managers to the Disney Institute on employee engagement. And I'm taking another two managers uh, on the other side of, of Christmas to the leadership class. And that is because, you know, it costs like 1300 bucks for a day, which is expensive for sure. Uh, oddly, it's not as expensive as our boy. Um, oh yeah, totally. The awesome one who I love who does restaurants and he's got the stuff and the thing. You guys know that one? Am I giving you the one? Yeah. Cool. 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 Uh, anyways, when I'm blanking, it's awesome, but he's got the shake shack. So for all y'all who totally remember who that guy is and I can't believe I'm blanking on his name cause I really look up to him. Anyway, we looked up his class. It was expensive too. Wow. It's going to, I'm going to have a eureka moment and just yell into the mic, but external education is well worth the investment to continue to grow yourself, your team and allow refocus and re-energization, re-energization. We should all use that word a lot because I'm sure it's legit. The other thing I would suggest coffee people is do not study only coffee. 
the coffee industry is young. The coffee industry is honestly fairly, if not insanely fickle. The coffee industry is so trendy. It's in and out. It's up and down. You know, the only thing we really can agree on is that we like good coffee and the rest of it has just been a load of gnarliness for so long. It's really been hard to um, unify, although it's getting better and better and better. So props. Um, I am really stoked to be in it. But there's a lot of industries that are bigger. There's a lot of industries that are older and there's a lot of information and wisdom to glean from other industries. So you need to please, please, please study and find the best of what the best are doing and emulate it and find ways to put it into your business. It's a really, really, really awesome thing to do. And you cannot, you cannot fear making a mistake. Don't be the company that stays the same because you're too afraid to break ice, break ground on a new project or try something that you would be really passionate about because maybe it doesn't like, it doesn't make sense in that like, well, we just do coffee and that's what we do. I don't want to break ground on like potentially exploring food. Like I'm going to explore food. Cat and Cloud's going to explore food more in the world. And that's because I love it. And we're really, and I have people who, you on my team who are interested in it and who are good at it. And if I was too afraid to try something, I think that the myself and the world would be missing out on something that could be really awesome. So Yvonne Chenard of Patagonia, he had this awesome quote in 180 degrees south and it was, it had to do with moving forward and people fearing mistakes. And it was like, you could be walking forward and moving forward in this world and come to the edge of a cliff and you could walk off that cliff or you could decide to do a 180 degree turn and walk forward some more. And that's just the point. Like what is forward moving? It's okay to go backwards in order to move the whole thing forward. If you learned a lesson that's valuable, that can change the world that you're living in, it is absolutely worth pushing and pushing and pushing. And if you know that at some point it's time to turn back, it's okay to turn back. That's still forward movement. Please do that. Please continue to learn. Please continue to push. You have to be able to remain inspired and passionate or creatively invested in your work or you will not be effective or authentic in your delivery and that will be a problem. The minute that we're not authentic and we, we don't believe ourselves in what we're doing is the minute the rest of your team starts questioning why they're there. And as a leader, that is something that you cannot do and so you have to be able to protect that in every single possible way. You have to remain connected to your personal sources of inspiration or else you will become a non-inspiring person. And if you are a leader, your job is to inspire others to lead, grow, teach, be the best that they can be. So if you are a lifeguard and you drown because you're overworked or you're not doing what you're not, you're not inspired, everybody else will drown too. Lifeguards can't drown. They're not allowed. You're not allowed to drown. Don't do that. We need you to save all the people who are drowning. We need you to come alongside them and help them swim. Okay? Okay. I'm so alone. I'm so alone right now. It's cool. And then what you could do for yourself is find out where your values best fit in your organization as a leader and make sure you find people to supplement your weak spots. Plug yourself into the places you'll be successful, hire those people, and then set goals and follow up with them. Make sure you trust your team. They're there because you hired them. They're there because they earned the right to be. Don't 
be the person who brings your team up and then just tells them they can't try. Let them try, let them fail, coach them through it. It will not ruin your company. A couple of setbacks for the freedom of the ability to execute a happier life and allowing a person to find their way in a role with your guidance is, I would say, arguably well worth the setbacks. Okay. And last but not least, <coughs> this is shorter than last week, although not that much shorter. You can't stop dreaming. Do not let fear stop you from dreaming. I said it again. I said it a lot. Somewhat repetition. Somewhat repetition? Repetitive podcast. But I think there's some nuggets for you. And if you listen to the two in tandem, you'll have yourself a full-on time, a full speech. Listen to the smooth, buttery sounds of Jared Truby using his low voice, just like Patrick Melroy taught him. The original assistant founder of the Cat and Cloud Coffee podcast out of Santa Barbara, California. In the Balboa building. Gosh, I miss that guy. He's coming tomorrow. Shout out to Patrick Melroy for taking us in. He's a great human being. He's about to have a human baby daughter. He's married to a great lady who does architecture design in Santa Barbara, California. Whoop, whoop, represent. Anyway, you can't stop dreaming. You really can't. The minute you stop dream, start dreaming, stop dreaming, start dreaming. Which one do you want to do? You want to keep dreaming. You don't want to stop. The minute you stop dreaming is the minute it's over. You have to keep dreaming big, keep going for the next thing and making sure that your team is around you and they're interested in doing fun things as well and include them and let them maybe at the time, you know, when the time is right, like put some of their dreams into your company and let them try to execute them. They're awesome people. You're awesome people and use your values to make a change. I really hope that like through this podcast, I've, I've helped point people in the right direction. I know I say like a lot. I know I say um a lot. And I know that I am super good at public speaking. Psych. Chris is really good at public speaking. I'm pretty good at just speaking a lot. It's a pretty cool thing. And sometimes surfing. And I used to be good at basketball um, and making friends. I was good at that once. But I really hope that through Cat and Cloud, I can provide opportunity for people. I can create experiences for the world where there's positive memories associated I hope there is a way for myself and through the values of this company to influence and change coffee culture and make it more approachable for the world. And training trainers is insane to me. Being able to create people who are able to be creative themselves and allow them to come in line with what you're trying to do and execute something really awesome, but also grow is huge. Being able to create like a mixed personality and diverse company sounds so awesome to me. And I hope we can do that. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I've said a lot. You know, I've said a lot of stuff. And I think I'm going to be done saying stuff. Chris is in New Orleans right now. So shout out to him. Second store is going to open on the 19th of June. Now it was going to be the 10th of June. And that was driving me up a wall. I, was, I felt like maybe, maybe I was going to die. And you know what's cool? I'm not going to now. Positive message. But get ready. Abbott Square is going to be a really, really fun time. I hope you guys come down and enjoy yourselves. And until then, and until I see you, keep on keeping on. Establish those values. Train the people. Train, train, train them. Give them a good orientation. Follow through with them. Find out what makes you tick. Plug yourself in and lead that culture 
habits that you want. Create it, sustain it, live it. All right, this has been Jared Truby yapping at you from the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. It's been 40 minutes of full-on happiness, and my leadership team's coming over, so I got to make me some skirt steak, you know what I mean? Stay really glassy, stay really jazzy. Shout out to Wilbur Curtis for being really great friends. Shout out to La Marzocco because I just love ya. And I talk about your machines. And Pullman, you too. <sighs> Happy Friday. <laughs>